emergency show. Welcome back to the Upside Play. We got the Jimmy G news. College football starts this week. Me and Patrick are ready to roll. Insert the air horns here. Stu Fine are ready to roll. Uh, what what a week. We get Jimmy back. Um, nobody thought he was coming back. $6.5 million guaranteed. The 49ers just saved $20 million in cap space and have by far the best QB room in the NFL right now. Initial thoughts, Patrick, Jimmy Garoppolo coming back, uh, obviously a stunner. I really like, I really like what we did. Um, I think it's a win-win for both Jimmy and, um, and us especially. And I, I mean, really what we, we did three things and I already mentioned we saved cap space. Mm-hmm. We now have a very competent backup that's familiar with the system in case, you know, heaven forbid Trey goes down. Um, we've been very adamant front office coaching staff has been very adamant about this being Trey Lance's team. He is QB one. Um, everybody is going to act that way. Jimmy class act. I mean, he took the pay cut. We've improved his trade value tremendously. A lot of people are talking about the no trade clause. That's what they're getting fixated on. That can be waived by the player and his camp. So look for, uh, I think Donald Diaz who represents him. Look for that no trade clause. I wouldn't think too much into it. Um, and statistically like 30% of quarterbacks have missed time over the last couple of years. I think since 2016 starting quarterbacks have missed time due to injury. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities to see Jimmy go. If the right camp is available. Um, I honestly wouldn't even be surprised if it was within this week, we just did the 53 man roster cut, but with the, with the 6.5 million guaranteed and the incentives laid out the way they are, Teams are looking at a top 32 quarterback, which I think most people, maybe not 49ers fans, but most people can't admit that he's a top 32 quarterback in the league right now. He can go into a team and, I mean, a win now team like the Browns. I'm going to keep on preaching the Browns, but he's a cheap option. We're looking at our QB room. Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo combined are like 17 million. Baker Mayfield, or sorry, not Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold is 18.5. So we're, we're not overspending at the quarterback position. We did keep three today at the 53-man roster cut. But, I mean, there, there's just so many more options, and it was just such an A-plus move by the 49ers coaching staff. John Lynch, I mean, hand, hands up for him, right? Insane job. Seriously, man. yeah. It, it's, it's a great restructure. I think Niners went to the top five, I think, or top five or top, like, we have the, 10 at least. Yeah, we, for with cap the space. cap space available, we have the fifth most. Yeah, huge, huge move. Uh, it allows us to strike when we're in we're in playoff Super Bowl contention and everything like that. And you brought up the Browns. I really like to bring up the Jets. They just lost Zach Wilson for a little bit of time because um, of that knee injury. I think Joe Flacco is way over the hill in the league right now, so I don't see why they couldn't go out and get him, though I don't know uh, Sala likes Jimmy uh, based on all the <laughs> torture that he brought his defense yeah. in 2019. Um yeah, it, it, and I really agree with your statement about the uh, safety blanket. He knows the system well, um, and we'll, if we do hang on to him through this, the rest of this uh, preseason, um, he'll catch back up with the system, be able to point out things to Lance that maybe he's not seeing. Um, I still love the vote of confidence that it's Lance's team, though. It's nice to have Jimmy there for sure. There's what other like quarterback room could you? kind of compare this to really like i think it, the niners are are really in the driver's seat right now with the best like quarterback room in the league and I mean, they blocked out a ton of noise they've done it before um a lot of twitter right now our fan base is very divided 49ers fan base that being and 
locker room disasters thrown out there. We're seeing Trey's going to have to look over his shoulder now. Like, oh, no, it's it's the NFL, guys. What are we doing? You don't want someone to be competent with the Super Bowl roster. You don't want um, – I mean, Trey Lance already, with the comps that our fan base was making, saying Jimmy G is the only reason we didn't win a Super Bowl last year, Trey Lance is going to be in a situation where the fans are going to want to win now. Um, if there's growing pains, there's going to be growing pains. I'm not worried about us trying to, quote-unquote, replace him with Jimmy this is his team. Um, we could lose a couple games early. They're still going to stick with Trey. He's going to need reps. It's going to be fine, everybody. Relax. And I, I have to say, Jimmy G has gone into three seasons as a backup quarterback. Three seasons as a confirmed QB2. That team won the Super Bowl twice. That's all I'm saying. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, nice Tom Brady might have been under there. center. But a uh, <laughs> little cherry pick, but I, I'm hyped. I think um, most 49ers fans are hyped to see him back and see the team actually have options and not just, you know, waste a guy that was obviously going to get picked up a day later. And now uh, we, we play the waiting game. He's going to get a playbook. Uh, Shanahan today said that he doesn't mind that Jimmy hasn't had a playbook. He's got chemistry with all of these guys. And to be honest, the playbook's got to look drastically different than it did last year. So um we'll be fine I, I really enjoy that he's gonna be the qb2 going into the year president of the goat Rapolo fan club's back baby back yeah you yeah you're beyond stoked and it's it's such a good move mentally i mean jimmy g had to endure a shit ton of you know backlash last year while he is starting games he's playing through injuries he's doing all these things and all the fans really wanted i mean the the head of sports illustrated whatever you want to call that guy he's just had a backlash tour going on Trey Lance does struggle right away. I'm, I'm expecting growing pains, but I'm expecting him to figure it out. And you mentioned the schedule bears Seahawks. That's an ideal start for a guy that needs to get the wheels rolling. So if there are growing pains, um, I think Jimmy is a, a great guy for him to lean to. And Trey Lance already today is on social media. He's pumped up that Jimmy's back. I don't see the locker room chemistry being thrown off. Um, it, it's, it's really laughable by guys on Twitter who have no credentials. So anybody that is a beat writer, and is taken seriously. I think they're also pretty stoked that he's back. So Jimmy G back to the 49ers up to 16 million with incentives, but we're looking really at 6.5 million guaranteed and a lot more options to go down the road on to college football. The, the beautiful start of college football. We had week zero last week. Didn't go exactly as planned. Um, it's not we... a little warm up. I think I went two and three. <laughs> I went two and three. Um, Though I think anytime that we post picks on Twitter, it's cursed. So we'll try talking about them and then posting them to see if we can. Yeah, maybe the blogs will work a little better. Yeah. Um, the, can I get any love for Vandy? Yeah, you can. You you were right. You were right for Vandy. <laughs> I was bamboozled by Hawaii. The island. The island plays tricks on you. The brotherhood. The brotherhood did you wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, well, they looked. They, I don't know if you watched how much you watched that game, but they looked awful. Like I got to the middle of the third quarter and I, I started drinking to celebrate a little bit. I sprinkled yeah. a little on the spread. Um, we got West Virginia at Pittsburgh to start off the pick this week. So we're going to do five games, hopefully weekly. Um, West Virginia at Pittsburgh. The line is West Virginia. Oh, sorry. It's Pitt minus 7.5. I wrote this in wrong. Um, Pitt minus 7.5. And then the over under is 52. Uh, we'll start with you. Your pick for this week. I I've been telling you about this game for a week. Um, this is, I think they call it like the backyard brawl or something like that. So it is a um, former rivalry uh, before um, Pittsburgh went to the ACC and West Virginia to the big 12. 
Uh, I like Pittsburgh minus seven and a half. I'm a big Keaton Slovis fan. Um, I don't really like JT Daniels over at West Virginia. Um, he transferred out of Georgia after losing the starting job to Stenson Bennett. Uh, I don't really think that's necessarily a great look. And um, Pittsburgh is bringing back, I think, eight guys on each side of the ball. Um, so they're going to have a lot of veterans there. Uh, it's at home. I, the hook doesn't scare me either. So I'm going to, I'm going to take a uh, Pittsburgh seven and a half this week for sure. I love it. And uh, you, you mentioned the quarterback. So former USC quarterback's going to go at it. The yeah, journeyman JT Daniels, he's on his, on his third team now versus Keaton Slovis. So I, I like that matchup. That's an interesting storyline. And this is on Thursday night. So it's going to be like the, this feels like the real kickoff kind of game. We're finally seeing a ranked team get into action against some competent um, opposition. Uh, Pittsburgh, I'm on Pittsburgh too. Minus seven and a half, I like it. I'm honestly probably going to put this in a teaser and I'll, I'll drop my teaser on Twitter later. Um, but Pittsburgh minus seven and a half is going to be my pick here. They have not the best transfer portal, but you mentioned all of the guys coming back and they did get one big name. And I don't know if he's on everybody's radar yet, but I hope I don't botch this. Kanata Mumpfield. The guy has star potential. As a freshman last year, he transferred out of Akron as a freshman <laughs> last year. 300 plus yard games. He had eight touchdowns in 12 games and he he's flashed the separation skills that are needed. And then Pittsburgh also has a very big wide receiver that they can go to if dropping his name right now, but a big wide receiver for Keaton Slovis to rely on early. And then Kanata Mumpfield, I think he does have that star potential. So I'm excited to see what this offense can do. You mentioned all the guys they bring back. So good opportunity for Pittsburgh in week one against a competent opponent in West Virginia. So we're both on pit here. And then we'll, we'll go over to the next game, two ranked opponents. Um, this is one of three um, games this week with two ranked opponents going at each other. Number 21 Cincinnati, the college pl football playoff team last year, made a quote-unquote Cinderella run, and they just ran into a buzzsaw of Alabama. They're going at Arkansas, number 17. Arkansas is favored by six right now. Over-under is just the same as the West Virginia pit game at 52. Your pick in this game. I'm going to go with Arkansas uh, minus six. I think this line is a bit disrespectful to Arkansas. Um, we're talking about a really good, actually really good SEC team last year that hasn't been blessed with scheduling. I think they have, they have one of the hardest schedules this year as well. Um, so it's going to be really important for them to jump out in front onto Cincinnati. Cincinnati also not the same team at all that they were last year. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, they lost a lot of secondary pieces. They lost Desmond Ritter. Uh, they lost Alec Pierce. And those NFL talents are hard to replace your first year back. I'm going to definitely get a hammer. Arkansas minus six here at home. Yeah, I just think it's a very disrespectful line. And I mean, they're, they're losing, what is this? One, two, three, four, five guys that went in the third round or higher in the NFL draft this year. And then they had Kobe Bryant, who was early in the fourth round, um, nine total players, sorry. So nine total players going into the draft, leaving Cincinnati, the secondaries beat up, but I, I think just like Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, just because they lost a lot, doesn't mean they should be taken lightly. Um, the rankers obviously thought the same thing because they're still in the top 25, but I think it's more realistic with this team. I mean, Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison are big losses for Pittsburgh, but more realistic for Cincinnati to want to, or not want to, but going to experience some growing pains. Um, 
Arkansas did a great job at replacing Traylon Burks. They got two four-star wide receivers in the transfer portal. They're going to look to air it out a little bit, but this is a SEC team. So big physical. And I, I just, I can't see Cincinnati covering this plus six. So I'm right with you. I have Arkansas minus six going into this one as well. We'll get to Utah, Florida. Utah's ranked number seven, which was an eye opener for me. I didn't know they were going to be that high. Top team in the Pac-12 right now, and the Pac-12 has three teams within the top 20, which, um, I mean, this, this feels like a, a decade ago. I haven't seen a, a Pac-12 team, a Pac-12 schedule this highly touted. And this is uh, Utah at Florida, probably one of the biggest starting opening games for them in their ever. entire history, right? Like ever, yeah. And their I don't favorite. Think they've ever played a school as big as Florida. So they're going into Florida. They're favored by three um, over unders at 51 right now. And I just noticed that we're, we're on the same thing again here. Uh, I have Utah minus three. They brought back a ton of starters. Um, Florida loses their main production at running back at wide receiver. And they're going to be relying on Anthony Richardson, who I'm not out on, but he, he is a little inexperienced. He's going up against a tough defense to start off in week one. Uh, and it's just a huge game for Utah. And those guys play with a lot of pride. Um, so I got Utah minus three in this one. Yeah, I'm with you too. I think the line moved to two and a half, but we'll keep it. I just checked. Yeah, we'll just, um, but we'll keep it at three here. Uh, yeah, U- Utah is one of the most well-rounded programs in the country right now, returning majority of their starters from last year on both sides of the ball, you know, special teams. People will always say like, it's hard to play in the swamp at this time. And it's true, but I've read on Twitter that they've been training in like extra humid facilities, stuff like that, um, getting plenty of water in, but yeah, Florida is not the team that they were last year. I'm glad though, that they finally moved on to Anthony Richardson. I think he's really sick. I think that he could be a sleeper Heisman candidate, um, based on his own stats alone. They did lose Damian Pierce, my guy. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I just think that Utah is just going to overpower them with some solid defense. Like this is, I think, uh, an SEC caliber defense that Utah is throwing out there. And I will say something. This is weird. I was looking at their transfer portal news. Um, they brought in three four-star recruits from the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana, which I, oh. I just I found very bizarre. They just took all of Louisiana's best players. Um, they do have a new running back in town. I don't know if he's going to get the starting role, but Montreal Johnson should appear and have a, a decent role by the middle of the season. So good things to look out for Florida, but there's a lot of new moving pieces. Um, and especially Anthony Richardson at quarterback, he's going to have to be huge against a, like we said, a, a solid Utah defense to cover this one. Utah minus three, if you're betting now, minus 2.5. So you got a little better than us. Um, but we're riding with the favorites early. Kind of scary because you were riding with the dogs all last week. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Flip, flipping the script this week. Switching up the strat. Um, we will go into the two big games, um, starting with Oregon, number 11, Oregon, at number three, Georgia. Georgia is favored by 17. So they're at minus 17 right now. Over-unders at 53 points. Thoughts on this one? Who do you got? I got Oregon plus 17, and I've really mulled over this one a lot just because of how uh, like actually amazing Georgia was last year. But kind of like Cincinnati, they aren't the team that they were last year. It's hard to replace those. I think it was five defense. It was a it was a record. They had five defensive players go in the first round of the NFL draft, and that is just unheard of. So the 
I'm going to go with the Ducks, and I'm going to go with, uh, I think his, I, I forgot his first name, I think it might be Shane Lanning or something like that. He was a coach at Georgia. He's coming back. He knows the dogs, so I'm going to go with the Ducks. They got, they're got they probably going to start Bo Nix, who I think can be comeback player of the year material on that Ducks team. And I that offense, I was looking at it a little bit earlier, doesn't quite scare me so much and i think that oregon will be able to hang with their offense and their defense is actually pretty good led by noah sewell georgia lost 15 players to the nfl draft um (laughs) nine in the first three rounds so another uh yeah it's going to be a big transition but when you're a big school like georgia is and you've had the success that they have they can immediately replace players they replace five stars with five stars is what people like to say i think that it's going to be a tough game for bo nix oregon's always relied on speed Um, We've seen a ton of, you know, speedy superstars come out of Oregon and that's where they make their bread. Georgia out physicals you. And uh, I don't think that's going to change at all this year. I think Georgia's a big physical defense, um, regardless of how many people they lost. They brought in five, five, five star recruits and 17 four star recruits. Um, Obviously, not all of them are going to play right away, but this is a team that has reloaded. Um, again, you're probably going to see some growing pains. There's, it's a new, new team on the block right now. I have the under, uh, under 53. I, I hate it. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points though. It is a lot of points. And Stetson Bennett, I don't think is the best quarterback on the planet. Um, George Pickens was a menace last year. And so they're going to have to replace him and like five stars replace five stars. So it's going to be there. Bo Nix burned me so many fucking times last year. <laughs> I had to bet this under. It was out of uh, just responsibility for myself last year. I also like the Ducks because same around the same time this last year, they were in Ohio State and they won. So those guys have been there in this moment. And I think that I don't I'm not saying they'll win outright like they did last year, but I think they'll cover the 17 points and hang in there. Um, and also, yeah, Georgia lost two running backs to the NFL. So it's, it's, it's hard to, it's very hard to replace those guys, but we'll see if they're new, if they're uh, new five stars can show up. Yeah. So I'm on under 53 Pats on Oregon plus 17. And then finally the primetime game, Notre Dame, number five, Notre Dame at number two, Ohio state, a top five matchup week one. This is a must watch ball game. And, the spread is 17 points, just like the last game. Ohio State's favored by 17. The over-unders at 58.5. Um, thoughts on this game, Patrick? What are you riding with? I, I hate this game. Actually, if I could stay away from this game, I could. But for the sake of it, I'm, I'm going to go Ohio State uh, minus 17. Uh, they're very fast. Uh, I like CJ Shroud a lot, um, even though he kind of burned me on his first game of his collegiate career last year against Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. He bounced back immediately, and I was amazed. And I'm all the props to him for making those adjustments. And um, yeah, Ohio State's just way too fast. They're way too fast on offense. Their defensive front is probably the best in the country. And I think that they will overwhelm that O-line for Notre Dame, even though that's also probably one of the best in the country. But um, yeah, I, I think that Ohio State's offense is just going to be way too quick, uh, way too um, nifty and crafty with their with their um, playmaking abilities, and they'll cover the 17 at home. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at their wide receiver room, right? They lose Chris Olave, they lose Garrett Wilson, and they immediately replace it with the top wide receiver in football, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. And Marvin Harrison Jr. 
I mean, that, that's fun nice. to look at. Yeah. Um, CJ Stroud's a top three quarterback in the NFL, or sorry, in the NCAA. And you look at these teams, Alabama and Ohio State are the two best teams in college football, and it is a major drop off. Um, I, I said again, Georgia can replace their guys, but these two teams are absolutely loaded. I hate this pick, and I'm right there with you that I'm probably just going to enjoy this game and not bet on it. But for the sake of this argument, for the sake of the people, I hate this pick under 58.5. I did ride double under, um, and I'm going to get it out there. I'm going to M&M this. I'm going to give you my weaknesses. Ohio State scored 54 or 45.7 points per game last year. That is terrifying. That is so many points. 45.7 45.7 points per game this year. If that line stays to where it's at, I'll round up 46. I mean, Notre Dame has to put up 13 and it's over. So yeah. I, I'm i really looking at Notre Dame when I make this pick. They have a strong defense. Um, they have a good offensive line. And those two things, if they want to have any shot in hell at winning this game, they're going to have to make this a grind. They're going to have to make it a struggle. They're going to have to have 14 play drives. They're going to have to, you know, out physical Ohio State, who you said is just nifty. They have big playability everywhere. They're extremely explosive. But I I need a physical defense out of Notre Dame. I need slow grinding drives with their good offensive line. Their quarterback sucks. So, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) if if we're going to look at it that way, then maybe we're replaced. They 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 replaced Jack Cone. Jack Cone, yeah. Tyler Buckner, maybe Buchner. He's a sophomore. He has not gotten a lot of time. Um, he is going up against Ohio State in his first legit start in college football. Yeah, um, and and it's the they and they got a new head coach. Yeah, and they I mean, oh right, they lost uh Brian they lost Kelly. Brian right? Kelly, yeah, they got a new to head LSU, coach. LSU electric uh, electric intro videos for that. Um, but I'm reading right here that Buchner is a a locker room leader going into fall camp. He's quickly uh, seized hold of the position in fall camp, but something tells me any Notre Dame quarterback, you never feel like it's set in stone. We went from Ian book to Jack Cone (laughs) to now Buchner. So best of luck, pal against Ohio state week one, best of luck under 58.5. I hate that pick. Absolutely hate it. But like fifty nine points is a lot of points. That is, I I really don't see, I don't see Notre Dame scoring over twenty, and that's like being very generous. So if Ohio State can keep it under, under like what forty, then yeah, it needs to stay under forty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me thirty eight seventeen final. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's what I'm hoping for. I, I'm telling you though, Jackson Smith and Jigba, he might have a monster game because I know Notre Dame has good front seven, but I'm unsure about their secondary right now. And CJ Stroud, that that could be an electric combo. So I hate the pick, but under fifty eight point five. Uh, college football is back though. We're super pumped about it. Jimmy Garoppolo is back. Two very exciting things. Um, and uh, you want to do we're, some uh, honorable mentions? Oh, yeah, you have Games a couple that didn't make it. I have a couple right? honorable mentions. Yeah, 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 throw them in there. I like uh, Illinois against Indiana. They're at plus three right now. Um, Indiana's program is awful. Uh, I was reading out <laughs> some. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it sucks because they were on the up and up, but then their quarterback tra- transferred out, Michael Penix Jr., and then they got blown out of the water the last five weeks of the regular season last year. Um, So I'm going in on Illinois plus three at Indiana. 
Um, I like also Purdue plus three and a half at Penn State. Um, James Franklin's on the hot seat. I think Purdue is very slept on. Um, I don't think that Penn State is going to be all that good this year. Um, and then another one I have, uh, Florida State plus three at LSU. I did tell you, I did like LSU, but the more I read about it, Jaden Daniels did, did not look very good towards the end. His teammates <laughs> hated him when he left ASU. Uh, Brian Kelly, new new coach in a very different environment than what he's used to in the fake Big Ten Notre Dame sphere. Uh, and the Knowles looked pretty good last week. Uh, I, I wasn't able to watch a little bit, but I saw some highlights on Twitter. Their running backs are good, very good. And I think they'll control the ball. Their defense looks a lot better. And I think they can steal this one in, um, in Louisiana. I'm going to call this the, the better quarterback uh, teaser. I'm going to go with my, my teaser. Um, and if you're not familiar with teasers, you take three different teams um, and you minus six off of the spread. That's what you're at. So I'm going to start with what we already said. Pittsburgh over West Virginia. It's essentially a uh, minus 1.5 right now. And then I'll go Purdue right there with Patrick um, Purdue against Penn state. That would put them at plus 10 and a half because they're at plus 3.5 right now. And then NC state, the number 13 ranked team in the country over East Carolina. That's currently minus 11 and a half. You bring that down to five and a half. So we're looking at Pittsburgh. We got Purdue and we got NC state. Devin Leary, Aiden O'Connell, good quarterbacks playing in week one. I love it. Um, so that's going to be my teaser of the week. Um, look out for BYU. BYU can make some noise this year. They're number 25 in the country. They start off against South Florida, who is uh, not a football school, only minus 12. And BYU has uh, shown that they can beat the brakes off people, and they do it mercilessly so they can have a college football playoff, uh, at least hope. So I like BYU a little bit too. That's college football. That's what we're starting with this week. Uh, go over to the at the upside play on Twitter. Um, our picks will be there. Despite what Patrick says, I'll just tweet out whatever he texts me. Go to at the upside play on Twitter. Follow our college football stuff. Redraft season is beginning. We're going to be back on Thursday. We're going to talk a little about redraft, some hot takes that we have for the NFL season. Jimmy G's back. RoyalRetros.com. Use promo code upside play. Get 10% off your order. Thank you guys. Have a good rest of your night. 